Hello, this is Comeback. This is Connor, and this is episode 100. My guests today are Shady Lanes, Rohan Nelson, and Nesha Chan. We're going to talk about music, their background, and their new video, The Confines of Everything. Guys, how are you? Good day, good day. Good day, mate. We're We're grand. Yeah. Yeah. All good. good. How are you doing, Connor Kelly? Not too bad, thank you, mate. Not too bad. I mean, Ho Chi Minh is in a weird lockdown phase, but I'm getting by by doing these podcasts, watching a lot of football. I don't know. Do you like? Do you guys like football, soccer? Football? Yeah, what? yeah. Football. I'm not aware oh, yeah. of this. You, you, know the, you, know, you know the football, the thing, the football. Oh, that thing. Yeah, the football. I heard some Euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going on at the yeah, moment. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a bit of kicking <laughs> out and about. Yeah, yeah we, we enjoy on. a bit of a kick. We enjoyed a bit of a good old kick. Yeah. <laughs> if, England's if, coming if we home. this tournament, I'm going to be satisfied for the next few weeks. So I'm just using that every day to keep me ticking over. Beautiful. Very nice. Very 4 nice. the other night. Well done. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it was weird. Usually England falter at this kind of stage. But now we're getting into the crunch the crunch side. I'm thinking, fuck, oh, yeah. are we actually going to do it? You know, the nerves start kicking in. But hopefully we get the job done, right? Yeah, nice. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start with you, Rowan, if that's okay. Uh, Do you mind telling me a bit about your background in music and then how you came to Vietnam? Oh, sure. All right. So um, back in Cape Town, I lived in a coastal area. And um, when I was younger, I I went to church and I played for the church band. (laughs) And then um, I turned into a bit of a heathen and picked up the guitar, started playing Blink-182 songs. And then when I got a bit older, started writing some songs and um, only started singing really at the age of 18 and then played for a band back in Cape Town, played a couple of festivals. Um, and yeah, always loved playing guitar, always loved rock and all different types of music. Okay, awesome. And then how did yeah. Vietnam come about? How did you make the transition from Cape Town to Vietnam? Um, just the typical old story. It was... Um, you know, coming to teach English and um, had ex-muso at the time and we decided to just come on over to be at the NAM. Yeah. Wicked. And how are you finding Da Nang? Yeah. Da Nang's probably my favourite spot that I've been to as a tourist. How do you find it living there? Oh, it's going to be, without the doubt, the most cruisy place in Vietnam, for sure. Couldn't choose a better place. Yeah. Awesome. And... Yeah, and yourself, Nashi, do you mind telling me about your background in music? Yeah, man. So uh, basically, I, I'm from Australia, Melbourne, Australia. Um, kangaroos, fucking everywhere. Uh, <laughs> crocodiles, you name it. Um, so basically, I, I'm a first generation Australian. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a son to two immigrants. My mum is from Argentina. My dad's from Laos. Uh, and they came to Australia and had a bit of a cheeky, cheeky boom boom and had me... Um, and I got into music through uh, literally hip hop and R&B. That's just what I grew up on. Um, at the time, it was, you know, it, it was just sort of unheard of unless you were Eminem, if you weren't black to sort of be in that kind of music scene. So I wanted to be a part of it somehow. So I started playing drums um, and my mum was incredibly supportive of it. Thank fuck. And through drums, I've discovered a love for like producing and playing guitar and then started getting into bands. And that's sort of how I got to where I am now. Connor, were you ever into the emo era back in the day? Like the whole 
you know, like My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy and that stuff. Yeah, sure. I was just about to ask you, actually, um, about your musical influences. Were there any kind of bands or artists around that era that really inspired you? You have just mentioned the emo, the emo scene. Anybody else in particular? Yeah. Oh, John Mayer. Fucking oh, John good Mayer. Old John Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's definitely John Mayer. Yeah. Spent 12 hours to see him back in 2017. Yeah. Worth every penny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But but I think, I, I think the cool thing about, like, um, like what me and Rowan are into is, like, we're just into, like, a wide variety of things. And I know everybody says that. Um, so I guess we're just like everybody else in that sense. But we try and channel that into, like, what we're doing the best we can, you know, like, and yeah just like funnel that into the songs that we write and the music that we make we, we just want to make sure we're evolving yeah 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 i see what you mean and then shady lanes how did shady lanes come about then what were the origins so basically what happened was uh we were in hanoi and walking through a flower market uh no actually rowan was walking through through the flower market just meandering uh, around yeah just meandering around and there was like a wafty <laughs> smell and overcame me and i was like hey boy how you doing boy and he said, uh, you want to play in my band? And I said, yeah. And then uh, here we are today. Simple as that. Fuck. And how long ago yeah, was this? Yeah. Uh, this was uh, eons ago. When, when was this? Like about two, two, three thousand years ago now. BC? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well back. We go way back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so then uh, are there only two of you in the band? How did it develop then from the early stages? Uh, so... No, but like, yeah, like in all seriousness, we started off as like, you know, a bit of a jam band around Hanoi. Yeah. Um, sax player. Yeah, we had sax player, we had keys. There was like five of us. Um, but we sort of just, you know, we went into it not with the intention to take it as seriously as we are now. Like we, we did it because we enjoyed it, of course. But, you know, as it sort of got more serious, like, you know, different criteria kind of changed in terms of like who we needed to be around us and Nash couldn't even sing at the time yeah dude I couldn't even sing let alone <laughs> bloody rap no, he's the like best. yeah fuck yeah so you know th things just kept changing and you know um I think for the better like things sort of fell into place the way they are now in a sense yeah um, you know because uh me and Rona kind of just balls deep not only in each other but in this project so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. makes I'll things interesting yeah, I can imagine. How did you find the Hanoi music scene? I've interviewed a couple of people from that region. What was it like, you know, performing in Hanoi? What's the scene like over there? Uh, it's like everywhere else, I suppose. You, you get, you know, you get your circle jokes, but you also get really talented musicians. You get like, yeah, loads of different kinds of musicians that are um, going up onto the mic, open mic circuit. Um, so it's a really vibrant scene. That's the cliche answer. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, there's so much going on. Like I was taken by surprise when I got here. Like I, I didn't even take any of my instruments and it was just, yeah, massive scene going on. Yeah. All different types of genres. Yeah. Yeah. Some incredible musicians. Like honestly, for me personally, some of the best <laughs> musicians I've ever met in my life, um, you know, are existing in the Hanoi music scene. It's just, uh, it's absolutely incredible in that yeah. sense. Yeah. And what kind of genres do you think you play with Shady Lanes? If you had to describe to someone who hasn't listened to your music, what genres do you think you lean towards? Um, I think, you know, we, we like to lean towards pop music more than anything else, um, which in turn sort of kind of falls out in, I guess, like a, an indie rock, like pop punk kind of style. And you hear a lot of the emo influences in what we do. Um, but, you know, I mean, every now and then, you know, we're sort of quite happy to throw out a bit of a curveball. Like uh, we, we had a song, Disco Night Drive, that we released in April that was just, completely electronic and a bit more like 
80s kind of disco groove kind of style. Um, and then obviously the confines of everything is just a massive curveball. So, you know, we, we do the music we do, but we sort of don't want to refrain from putting out other songs we make just because they're different as well, you know, so it, it's a bit hard to say in that sense. That's yeah, true. so like um, the thing is Nash is also a drummer, you know, if you didn't know. And um, I'm like, the drummer of the band now. Yeah. Now there's only two of us. Um, and we also I got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> so we also, we also actually listen to heavier stuff and also some punk music. Yeah. Videos. So that sometimes comes through in the mix. Yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. have that pop foundation, but then yeah. we don't shy away from like yeah. adding a little bit of other textures. Yeah, we've got a lot of influences, like um, um, obviously hip hop and also a bit of Kwaito, yeah, African style music. Yeah. yeah. And it, oh, Ravi, Ravi, Ravioli Ganesh. Ravioli Ganesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's Ravioli Ganesh? He's uh, the father of Nora Jones, apparently. Right, I see. <laughs> 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 okay. So, can we move on then to the new video, The Confines of Everything? I, yeah. I'm not saying this just to, you know, blow smoke or be overly flattery, but I found it powerful something different and i thought wow you've really gone for it in this video do you mind telling me more about the whole process sure man yeah so the confines of everything uh do, do, do you want to hear about like the video or the, how the song came about or um i think both so let's start with hmm, which one should we start with then the song or the video um well, i guess the song came first in a sense yeah sure we'll start with um, yeah so basically you know like me and Rowan are always just writing songs like between us both. Um, you know, sometimes we write together, sometimes we write alone and bring stuff together. And Confines was one of those songs that I kind of wrote just on my own, um, not thinking I would even use it for Shady Lanes. It sort of just fell out one day while I was jamming in my studio. Uh, made a beat, wrote a rap to it uh, about just a bit of a fuck time in my life. And I sort of like made the piece of music like do a 180 in the chorus. Um, and I kind of took that from like, you know, how hardcore bands would be like metalcore bands back in kinda the day. Like, bring me the horizon, yeah. new what, age. Well, yeah, well, sure. More like um, a bit of like I killed the prom queen kind of style. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's like, you know, you've got those heavy, like hard hitting verses and then you open up to this like beautiful melodic kind of chorus. And I sort of drew inspiration from that in the musical sense for it. Um, yeah. Wrote the rap. The chorus section was like nice and pretty. And I was like, oh, Rowan, I really want you to, to like write some lyrics and melodies for it. So he came down and we sort of just like. No, started, no, no. Yeah. Um, the story was accurate up until that. You, you sent it to me and you said like, um, have a sit with it. Remember, before I came down, you said, have a sit with it, with the chorus. You didn't tell me what the actual uh, whole concept was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I sat down. I yeah, didn't yeah. even know what he was singing yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. I just got into the zone and I was just like imagined or like visualized this massive like anthemic um, kind of melody um yeah wrote it down it happened within like five minutes then I, I was like yeah i gotta come down in the next few hours and i came down and he was like the lyrics that i wrote were like very accurate with what he was singing and yeah it just kind of made sense yeah yeah, yeah. So, so the cool thing about the, the the writing of that song was um you know i sent that piece of music to him and i told him i forgot about this i told him like just write whatever it makes you feel you know um and he fucking nailed it he got it he got the concept he got everything and took it and yeah through that we kind of just built the song up uh got a feature rapper noose who's a fucking awesome dude um and then yeah then it was like uh crunch time because we had to release something this this month uh yeah. so we put together like the video in the last couple of weeks and uh yeah yeah do you mind describing the video then for people who haven't already seen it what's the whole concept behind the video so basically the concepts 
I mean, the, the idea that I got in my mind, I try to encapsulate like a, a specific period in my life. Uh, that's still a little bit hard to talk about, to be honest, man. Um, you know, I was going through a very intense phase of uh, extreme depression, like a lot of suicidal thoughts, and I couldn't really like express it to anybody. But sort of through that, I found consolidance in taking a lot of drugs and just doing some whack shit, you know, it got just to the escaping, point. Yeah. yeah it, like, honestly, it got to the point where I was just getting so hard on the drugs. Um, I, I induced like fucking like a drug induced psychosis and I started believing in God and like all this sort of shit. Um, to the point where it's kind of destroying me, you know, um, as, as great as people say God is, I don't know if you're religious, Connor, but it was just like, I was just being destroyed by just everything around me and everything I was creating around me in terms of like my fascination with religion and drugs and fucking, you know, just wanting to be like this artist that I couldn't live up to. And, um, so essentially the video just follows me, like trying to kill myself, but failing, uh, and then eventually succeeding, uh, Rowan appears as like a sort of messiah jesus type figure and resurrects me and then you know i sort of go astray off the path and start to like vibe with rowan but rowan's a bit hesitant to vibe with me and then in the end you know basically rowan hands me a gun uh because he can see something i really want and i shoot myself in the head and that's the end but it's the, at, the, at the same time i think it's like yeah it's open for interpretation i could just be a figment of his imagination yeah, yeah, yeah. news could be the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Really yeah. open-ended like yeah whether i'm giving you peace is this yeah exactly it's not like yeah. te- meant to be yeah. taken literally yeah yeah, so, yeah so i mean like you know some people could look at it as in terms of like um you know like a really like abstract way would be if you've got a sick pet and it needs to be put down you obviously don't want to put it down but you know the better person in you says it's probably the right thing to do as like as grim as death may be to deliver to something you care about you know yeah of course and as you mentioned earlier this was a bit of a curveball to your usual style yeah in your you know previous videos what sort of style would or what kind of format would you lean towards or does it really depend on the song yeah it definitely depends on the song but um i think we place a lot of focus or nash especially on like arranging that song um, he's really got expertise in knowing like how a song should sound. I say like, he, he really like takes my, some of my stuff and says that should be the chorus for sure. That should be the bridge. And like, I guess it's like, it does follow a pop foundation, but we like big fat drums. We love um, just having that big energy really out there. Um, crowd vocals, just, uh, yeah, we can't really say like it's indie rock, it's indie pop, but I guess it has kind of got that foundation, but um, we like to add our own, um source on it so yeah okay and that's how it goes now we've touched upon it there with um obviously you nash mentioning the challenges for both of you uh, throughout this journey of shady lanes what do you think the main challenges have been i often musicians i interview cite covid because that's a challenge for everybody mm. it could be covid it could be a personal issue you can disclose what you wish what are the main challenges that you face throughout your shady lanes career um obviously COVID's a big one because we started this band like literally a couple months before COVID broke out um and you know pretty early on we started the band and we're pretty sure like yeah you know we should do something with this and like kind of take it around and tour it COVID broke out um and then obviously from there it's sort of just you know having to somewhat not be stagnant as a newly emerging band during a time like the pandemic in a country yeah. like Vietnam where resources yeah. can be quite difficult to come by when you yeah. need them. So, you know, for us, that's like trying to make, you know, sort of big idea music videos come to life. Yeah. With big productions that yeah. we're all doing ourselves, like from fucking 
the idea to the very end execution of the upload on YouTube, you know? Um, so that's, that's definitely been the biggest challenge, but by doing that, you know, I'm sure you agree we're on is just, we're fucking growing. Like we never have before, not only as musicians, but as like people. And yeah, I think you know, we, the thing is we, we get hard ons for a bit of a challenge. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, we're yeah. like, yeah, we got to do this. But yeah, yeah. Even though we, we do get <clears throat> stressed out, yeah. it's like afterwards you're like, yes, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess also another challenge is staying hopeful. Um, you know, like we see this mountain, we want to reach this, and then it just yeah. keeps getting higher and higher because yeah. like, of the COVID. Yeah. But um, yeah. Dude, and that's like that, that if I can just say that's the coolest thing about uh for me working with Rowan, and I hope Rowan feels the same way about me. We never really talk about this, but you know, we're just so fucking keen to like push ourselves to the fucking limit, you know. Um, and I think, you know, not only with like other people that we've worked in in this project, but people from other projects that we've worked in, a lot of people tend to shy away from like a really disgusting challenge, but me and Rowan are equally on board to just be like, yeah, let's fucking do it. You know? Yeah, even though there is sometimes like healthy skepticism. Like, yeah. We can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We never but, kind of dwell on like, Yeah, no, we, we, we just go fucking hard at everything we do. And like the harder it is, the better it is for us. Yeah. That's oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way Sorry. to look at it, right? You see a big challenge, you think, fuck it, I'm going to go for it rather than, you know, shy away and shrink a bit. You think, fuck yeah, I'm going to try this, even though it's a bit out of my comfort yeah. zone. I'm just going to go for it. That, that's it. That's yeah, it. Because, yeah. you know, like uh, being a musician can sometimes seem like quite an elusive thing anyway, you know, yeah. especially now with COVID. Yeah, yeah. Just, but we enjoy doing this shit. So, yeah. Even though we can't play shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was going to ask you actually, what advice would you give to aspiring musicians? Sorry, we lost you there. Oh, did you? Okay. I, I just basically was starting that. What advice would you give to aspiring musicians who might be looking to start and create, you know, their own version of Shady Lanes? What advice would you give to them? Uh, I would probably say learn to do as much of everything by yourself as you fucking yeah, can. Dude. Like the less <laughs> you need to rely on external parties, the better off you are. Because I mean, if we weren't as resourceful and as, you know, multi-skilled as we are, we just be stuck like fucking doing nothing during this pandemic. But, you know, we've been able to like record, mix, produce like everything ourselves and do all mm -hmm. these videos ourselves, edit the videos ourselves, like source, like color grading and resources and, you know, just have that business business management aspect to it. Um, obviously graphic design and like, you know, marketing comes into play for it. So I think just learn to fucking do everything by yourself, yeah. you know, um, because Worst case scenario, you're just going to come out on top with a new skill. You know, who cares if like you're bad at it? At yeah, first, like, it's, it's again, it's like us another cliche, but like just making those mistakes and failing forward, I think. Yeah. Like, and finding yeah, yeah. the happy medium of like, it's got to be a hundred percent the whole time. Mm. We like what in the beginning before I met Nash, he, he like really made me realize that um, don't overthink it. Just like, just write that shit down. Just fucking like, if, if it seems cheesy, it, it can be changed. Like just write more. Mm -hmm. And um and then, as you said, like the DIY part of it, like the business side, if you can learn to just be more independent, I think that's some good advice to take. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea. The next question might be slightly tricky given, you know, the, the way you've done it. But what do you think the highlights have been for Shady Lanes for both of you? What have been the real high points? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one New Year's uh, event we played in Da Nang before we lived here was fucking awesome. So... <laughs> Um, so we playing, me and Nash were playing this free time intro to one of the songs. Um, and I look to the side and I'm like looking at our sax player because he like, his part came in. Then I look to the right and I, I'm like, where's Nash? Everyone's like, where is this guy? 
And then we, we look up and we just see Nash just climb the scaffolding because he had a wi- like a wireless set up for his base. And he was also very fucked up that night. Yeah, yeah, and this is like he's hanging yeah. upside down on the scaffolding, like a five-story stage that I somehow climbed to the top of, like after I dropped uh, a bit of alcohol. <laughs> let's let's say that. But yeah. anyway, that event yeah. was amazing. I was just, yeah. yeah, that event was after like six months of us playing, and it was just like a really good team bonding, it's yeah, really, like, yeah. good energy, yeah. and like biggest show. And that was like just before COVID happened. We were just like we thought the world was yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. And yours, Nash? Oh, for me, oh, one of the biggest highlights, maybe. Uh, fuck, I don't know. You know, this this isn't a particular like single moment for me, but like when I came to Hanoi, I, I looked up to like all these bigger bands on the scene, and I was like, fuck, I want to play for them one day, you know. Um, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's cool to see that we've sort of taken something and just done that ourselves um, on a much bigger level. Um, so you know, I, I guess that's been the highlight for me is just doing something bigger than I thought I originally thought I could, you know, in a place like Hanoi or Vietnam. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. And coming up to the end of the conversation then guys, what are the aims for the future with Shady Lanes? I know that's quite a broad question, but I'll still fire away with it. Yeah. So we, uh, we were supposed to record our debut EP in fucking 2020 and then someone had a bat and fucked that up for us. <laughs> So um, that that got like, you know, postponed and we're supposed to go to a nice studio to work with a producer named Shane Edwards in Thailand. Um, so that's still open and that's that's still going to happen. Uh, but obviously we can't get to Thailand and back to Vietnam. So we're just waiting for borders to open and we're going to go record our studio debut still, uh, hopefully in 2022 now. So that's that's why we've just been putting out a bunch of fucking shit on the internet because what, what the fuck else can you do? So yeah, yeah. And then um, a bit of touring and... Uh, you know, who might have some mushies here and there. <laughs> yeah, I think a, a, a big tour is in order, but yeah, that's a big... Yeah, yeah that's huge. Where are you going to go? Hanoi, Den- Denang, obviously, Ho Chi Minh. Mate, we're going to go around the world. Yeah, not, not just not <laughs> Vietnam. No, no we're going to no. the Vietnam one first. Yeah, yeah Vietnam one first, but I think, you know, at the moment, well, we, we always kind of have, we've got our eyes set on the world. Um, we, we, we You know, like, if I may just stray for a bit, you know, we were sort of like, kind of dabbling in the Vietnamese covers, like, you know, like Tay's doing the Vietnamese cover type thing. And um, it, it, it was going like pretty well, but then, you know, we sort of like took a step back and thought like, is this kind of how pigeonhole we want to, yeah, do we want to define ourselves like this and like just pigeonhole ourselves ourselves to being like the Tay's just doing the Vietnamese covers. Mm. Um, so, you know, because if we had our eyes set on just Vietnam, like, yeah, sure, we'd, we'd go along with that. But, you know, we're sort of just really trying to play the long game and the world game at the moment. So. It's, it's a long, scary road, but yeah, that's why we've kind of stepped away from the Vietnamese covers at the moment. Okay, sounds cool. Where can we find out more about what you guys do on social media? Uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram, I think. Yeah, I think those are the most important <coughs> platforms that we want to yeah. check out, yeah. Yeah, so youtube.com slash shadylanes and uh, Instagram at shadylanes.man. Wicked. And TikTok. You want TikTok, <laughs> yeah. No, not really. We're, we're hoping to get some. Yeah. <laughs> we're dabbling we with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, before we wrap this this thing up, then, guys, uh, you got any final thoughts? You don't have to say anything, but I always just give someone the opportunity. Any final thoughts you want to add before we go? Uh, check out Confines Everything on uh, YouTube and stick around for uh, Rowan's final thoughts. My final thoughts. Wait, Do you really want to know what goes down in this dark mind of mine? Um, 
Um, what is it going to say? Clean your beaches. Yeah, keep your beaches clean. Yeah, keep your beaches clean. Um, and therefore, you'll have a clean mind. Yeah. No, but my final okay, actual um, thought is thank you so much, Connor. Yeah, thanks, Connor. Us. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, smashing out the parties. You're on 100 now. Oh, yeah. We, 100, yeah we, happy 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Made it to into the century, right? <laughs> yeah, I start this yes. in January, yeah, January, so six months, 100 episodes. That's some good going. So I'm hoping to, you know, do more as 2021 develops. Yeah, Fuck yeah, dude. And uh, it's coming home, eh? It's yeah. coming home, man. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. It's coming home. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, boys, let's do this in person. I do want to come back to Da Nang. I don't know if there are any restrictions on this happening right now, but when I come back to Da Nang, let's do this in person. Let's have a chat. Let's have a beer and let's, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fucking cool, dude. Come around to our place. We'll have some beers and uh, have a bit of a jam in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Looking yeah. forward to it. So, yeah, once again, Rowan Nash, thanks so much. And yeah, see you soon. Thanks, man. Cheers, Brad. Cheers. <laughs>